of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and illogical madness. You can listen to this episode and all other content on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Music, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Samsung Podcasts, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line, saying hi, or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, at PlaceCheshire. And for behind-the-scene antics, shenanigans, and fun things that we like to put on every once in a while... You can actually find us on TikTok at Cheshire Place, and you can find us on Instagram as we dis- as we put pl- pictures on there and give a few announcements, and that's at Cheshire Looking Glass. So, <clears throat> here we are, season seven, our third episode, and this is one that 
we've been wanting to do for a little bit. You know, especially seeing how myself and Miss Sally Stitch, we work around a group of young individuals. Um, we're not going to divulge too much about what it is we do separately. Just, just know that we're part of a program that is out there to try to change lives. Now, we get in a lot of individuals that do not have the basic adult skills needed to to function once they come out of the program. And we try to help them with that. So tonight, because, you know, there's a lot of people that do not know about the program that we work for, but yet are still in need of understanding these skills. Whether they're personal skills, whether they're skills to help land a job, maintain a home. These are things that the new generation need to understand. But I can't do this episode alone. With me, as always, is my wonderful cast of characters from the Looking Glass crew. Starting off with the first lady of Internet Wonderland, Miss Sally Stitch. How's it going, Sally? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Then, of course, the sexual chocolate of Internet in Wonderland, D Twizzle. How's it going, D? I'm doing fantastic. Ready to rock and roll. So, normally around this time, because JJ would be with us, we would actually have a stoic affirmation. So, I'm going to ask, D, do you have one by any chance today? For today's subject, you yeah. know, I may have to um, talk to my crack research team. Is our thing, the theme is over, like, skills, right? Yes. So, we're trying to come up with, like, words of wisdom for developing oneself so let's see what my uh crack research team can come up with um let's see let's see what we got here okay well there's one just right out the gate all right um this is from ralph marston and he says excellence is not a skill it's an attitude you know i like that that is actually right it really is. All right. So <clears throat> now for the first time ever, Miss Sally Stitch is actually going to be taking the lead on this in, on this uh, topic. That's right. Now, granted, yes, it is still a joint venture, but I think this is something that can easily be discussed. So, Sally, are you ready for this? I hope so. <laughs> so <laughs> so personal skills relating or overall skills relating to home life job and even education we'll even go one further yeah one further skills related to building rapport so it could be friendships it could be relationships which one do you want to tackle first? So many choices. Uh, let's get going into the job part area first. All right. So what skills do you think an individual would need? A young individual, someone who is getting into the workforce. 
what skills would they need in order to secure a job, maintain a job, and hopefully turn that job into a career? Communication skills. And I'm not just talking about how to talk to an individual. I am talking about how you present yourself, how you convey your vision of what you see in your job, how you do things into what you're doing. Um, I was actually just talking with our workforce specialist the other day about um, how speech and theater are keys to everyday life. If you learn how to present yourself in a strong manner, clear, you're able to speak well, you're able to take things that you know and apply them into different areas, that's going to be something that is absolutely crucial in a job interview. Um, <laughs> I'm talking from experience. Um, with me being a director, stage manager kind of person, I use those skills every day in my jobs. And that was when I was being an administrative assistant, not even with what I'm doing now. Um, because you are taking all of the skills that you've learned backstage and creating something and you're able to translate it into a workplace scenario. You're able to say, yes, I've been able to work with four different designers to create one cohesive vision. I'm able to work as a stage manager and be able to manage everybody, make sure they're at their places with what they need. And it's something that is absolutely just a life skill. I think it is very important that the arts stay in the schools because they do teach you life skills. It's not just a creative outlet. It actually is something that builds character inside of you and it builds those skills that you can use in everyday life. <clears throat> All right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, communication is very big. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be able to relay. You have to be able to, to follow. You have to be able to, quote unquote, listen. And mind you, there's a difference between hearing someone and listening to someone. Yep. Active listening is a thing. Yeah. Active and passive listening. Always work on those active listening skills, everybody. You know, those times where you think that, you know, your teacher is harping on you about not listening, because chances are you're probably not listening. That's when you need to be working on those active listening skills. Get the information from the lesson because that lesson is going to help you later on down in life. And honestly, we can easily vouch for that. Mm -hmm. So going to D on this one, what are your thoughts? What would be a good skill to have for interviews? Like procuring the job, keeping the job, maintaining the job, that type of thing. Um. Well... Let's see here. I'm not going to go and get the proverbial like confidence one, but having a sense of, you know, I, I think one big thing is just having, you know, self-worth, you know, having the knowledge and information going into it. You know, for example, if you're, you know, going to a job interview, you, you know, they may have some of the stereotypical questions about what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. Obviously, you don't. 
I always look at instead of it thinking as like strength and weaknesses, maybe looking at it more of like know, you know what what your capabilities are and what you feel that you can improve on. You know, having an, things to improve on is showing that you are still uh, someone who is able and eager to still learn, and that you are not like a person whose glass is full and they can't be given any newer information. Um, I think that's very important. And I think, you know, going to any interview, I would expect them to ask that. So you have to be, um, you know, know, know what you are good at and not be afraid to know what you, you know, aren't good at or things that you can work on. Um, because I think if, if somebody's out, if someone's going to hire someone, you know, they want to know that I think like they ask those questions just to show if somebody is overly prideful you know, you have sense or you have seeds of arrogance or selfish pride, you know. So because if you are working with other people and your boss or somebody who is above you, who you, you know, kind of have some conflicts with or if they're trying to show you how to do something, you know, are you going to be the type of person who's just going to be very, you know, um, you know, kind of have like an egotistical type attitude. So I think. Knowing your capabilities and knowing what you need to improve on are very important um, as um, ascertains things that you can do when you're going into an interview like that. Okay. So, Sally, back to you. So, what do you think would help with interviews, obtaining a job, maintaining, keeping? What what other skills do do you think individuals need? Um. When going into an interview, always look up the company that you're going to. Make sure that you know mm-hmm. something about them to show that you do know what you're going into. Um, you don't have to know everything, but show that you are at least looking into the company. You're finding out what it is that you want to be a part of, and then that you are willing to learn more as you get there. In interviews, I I tend to get nervous because I want to show them that I know things, so I tend to start babbling a lot. <laughs> Do that here, too. Um, but just learning that it is okay to, to do a little rambling. Um, and just knowing that, like, anything that you do have, like, you know, is maybe considered a weakness you want to spin it into something positive like this has happened to me before but I learned from it this is what I want to do going forward or I've never had a job before but these are things that I've learned um in other situations that I would hope to be able to do in this position as well right so like if you've never had a job before don't think that because you haven't had a job you're gonna be destined to start and you know the lowest ranks of the lowest store kind of thing you can still start somewhere higher as long as you present yourself well and you show that you're eager to learn and be present there all right that is actually true i mean there have been plenty of times where people have come came in done interviews and have thought they bombed it whether it was due to not having experience or being out of the workforce for a while or 
you know, just that feeling of of self-doubt. So sometimes just the way that you portray yourself, if you have that confidence, if you just take that deep breath and walk in, it can matter a lot in obtaining the job of your dreams. All right, so D, what other what other skills individuals need to ace an interview, obtain a job, maintain a job, ultimately keep the job? Um well if we're looking at stuff to kind of like maintain a job, something, you know, that I've been told my uncle um told me this. He was uh retired army after twenty years of service. Uh, something that he had kind of told me to keep in mind. It's like whenever you, you know, get to like a job or whatever, you know, you always want to, you know, you come out there doing your job at like 100%, you know, doing everything, you know, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, you know, kind of showing, you know, your bosses and leadership that you're actually capable of doing the job. You know, once you kind of get that set in, what you do is that, you know, you go from maybe like a hundred percent to like maybe, you know, 98, you know, maybe down to like 95, 90, you know, now you, you kind of drop it down a little bit, but not to the point where it's like, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're not being able to actually get the job done. You never want to go that low, you know, but, you know, he's saying you want to be able to do that because that way people coming in. You know, they're going to see, they're going to think that, you know, well, you've been doing 100% work for so long. They don't know that you're really only doing like an 85%. Your 85% almost looks like it's 100 when in your mind, it's actually not your full 100. It's kind of like a lower level. And I think he was telling me that because a lot of times what happens is that people, you can't, you're not always going to be firing off at 100% every single day that you show up to work to be able to do your job. And it's a surefire way that if you are doing something at to that level, you're probably, you know, getting yourself close to a burnout type of sensation um, because you're trying to do so much, you know, and in so much amount of time that, you know, that all you're doing is just making things more complicated. You know, the idea is that, you know, you're doing your job at a certain level that you can kind of um, pump the brakes just a little bit to give yourself a little bit of a breather, you know, a little bit of a buffer. So that way you're not, you know, going through these insane anxiety attacks, you know, but to the out, to the untrained eye, you know, they just see like, man, this dude's always going at it. You know, I never have to question his commitment to his job or anything like that. Well, in the meantime, you're like, eh, you know, I mean, yeah, I could probably do that extra task, but where I'm at right now, I'm at a very good, stop in place so I can put that maybe in a different you know section of my to-do list and not feel like like this has to get done but you know in the next hour so so this is this is very similar to something that I always tell the students at work it doesn't matter what you put into something give me 100% of that something if you are having a bad day and only 50% is what you can put in, give me 100% of that 50%. If you're at 80%, give me 100% of that 80%. Always put in everything you can because even if you're at your lowest point, 
putting in 100% of, of what you can will allow you to feel better about the day. Mm-hmm. And you'll still feel accomplished. So always remember, put in that 100% of whatever you can put in for that day. All right, so Sally, back to you. Still on job skills. What are other job skills that are bludgeoning, budge, uh, budding, I can't even talk today. Three days of podcasting is kind of crazy, but, you know, we love what we do here at Cheshire's Place. So another job skill that our budding young adults will need eventually. Knowing your boundaries. Yes, yes, um, yes. Always leave, like, your personal things at the door. Don't let it get in the way. Um, if you're having something that's, you know, family emergency or something, you know, of course, let your boss know. But let them know, you know, I do have this on my head. It's It's happening. Um, I'm going to try not to let it affect my work. But let just know, it's like it ties into that, you know, what he, what you were just saying with the, I have like 80% to give today, but I'll give you all 100% of that 80. Um, that along with, um, the boundaries of like, um, not taking work home with you too much. Don't get stuck in the, um, like, I gave you 110% today, but I still feel like I needed to do more, so I brought some things home. Don't get stuck into that trap too early. It can happen once in a while, but if you do that all the time, you're going to burn yourself out. And you never want to burn yourself out for a company that, in the end, you know, they're going to be able to replace you someday. Um, so make sure that you have that time for yourself. It's going to do wonders for your mental health, and then you'll have less days where you have that, I only have 50% to give. Um, And do take care of your mental health. Yes, It is a big thing these days because (coughs) we are experiencing more people that have, like, depression, anxiety kind of things that they do need to just have that day off. You're not sick, but you just, your brain is overwhelmed and you need that. Do not be afraid to ask for those now. Um, Companies are becoming more aware and accepting of mental health is something that people need to take care of. All right. Uh, All right. D. So, same thing. Once again, Hmm. obtaining, maintaining, keeping a job. Acing interviews. What's another skill that our young individuals need? Um, I would kind of like to Sally's point. It's just um, if you are like in a supervisory position, you know, you definitely need to take time to get to know, you know, your coworkers in in in, in a sense um, to be able to understand, you know, uh, what their motivations are. Um, trying to get to know who they are as a person, what do they value and what do they care about? Um, Because a lot of times what tends to happen is that people will go into a situation and look at them more as like worker bees and that these people basically work for them 
Um, Lord knows I was in a situation where that was kind of like what the environment was, you know, like we're, you know, sweating and doing all these other, you know, type of extracurricular things instead of focusing on the task at hand. You know, you get people who tend to micromanage, which, you know, if we have people who do that, it's due to a trust issue. Um, but um, with that. With that said, um, kind of just understanding from a, a, a boss level, this is something I would say is that um, we're not here to micromanage and that the people that you work with, they work with you. They don't work for you. Um, a lot of people get that mixed up. And that's a good way, you know, if you're in, you know, if you're working in that job or something and you happen to be in those positions, those are something that you kind of have to remind yourself of because it's very easy to lose that. Because you have a, just because you're like in a supervisory role, you're not, it's not, it's not designed for you to go around and power trip and things like that. That's not what they're giving you that role for. There's certain duties and responsibilities. That's what they're paying you to do. Not, you know, go around and harassing other coworkers and things like that. Cause you know, like I said, nobody, nobody shows up to work to try to deal with all that, you know? All right. So I think we've covered work or how to have a job, career, you know, interview skills. Um, Is there anything else we can add on to this before we move into another aspect of this topic? When interviewing, don't feel like you have to answer right away when they ask a question of you. If you really want to be able to give a really good answer, you can always say, that is a great question. Let me think a minute while to get, get your thoughts together because that's going to be more important than you just all of a sudden spouting off something that may become very convoluted and not flow together very well. So always think about what you want to say, how you want to say it before you start saying yeah. anything. Fully agree. Fully agree. They will appreciate that more than just... Uh, 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 yeah. So for our young people out there, personal skills, personal skills, just overall, you know, all of this, we could have started with personal skills, which could, which could have linked to job skills. It could have linked to, but bouncing back and forth is okay on this topic because there are some things that we do have to discuss. Number one, young people, please do not be too influenced by social media you know you see things on Facebook you see things on TikTok you see things on Instagram what have you the random challenges okay some of the stuff is funny but there's a lot of them that are extremely harmful not only to yourself but to others whether it's something that you do something that you ingest or something that you say. You do not want to be influenced by these individuals because at the end of the day, they, even though they say, oh, you are our beloved fans, they will not care if you do something that they've done because it's just getting that challenge out there more. So be careful about that. The idea of individuality definitely needs to come into play as you venture out into the world because 
you have to figure out who you are. What makes you, you? How to build those relationships, the rapport, the communication, you know, how to take care of yourself. So we're going to discuss more of that personal aspect. And hopefully the advice that we give will make sense. You know, granted, this is some things that we've wished that we were taught, that we've learned throughout our lives. Some school programs are teaching these things, but not enough of them are. So, Sally, starting with you, what is one personal skill that you feel that our young individuals should have venturing out into this world? Dressing for the job you want, not how you think it should be. Um, Okay, so explain further. I've seen lots of uh, memes about this where people say, like, dress for the job you want, and then they dress up like the Mandalorian. You know, it's it's not that, but it's the idea that um, there are a lot of companies that are changing um, the levels of their professionalism um, because they are making it more user-friendly, let's say, and more comfort-based. Um, so you don't think that you have to go wearing like the three-piece suit anymore. Um, a lot of the companies that are in, um, that still do work-from-home things, they're going to say, you know, be comfortable if you can do your work, like, it's going to help you do your work if you're comfortable. So they're pushing for that. So don't feel like you have to be, you know, overdressed anymore for a job interview. You still want to look professional, but that level of professional I, is changing, I guess. So you can be more, like, nice pants that aren't, like, suit pants, but, like, a polo. That's going to be enough for a lot of places nowadays. All right. D, what do you think? What is a good skill that someone should have for, for a personal aspect of their lives? Mm. All right, so I'm gonna cheat a little. Um, there's this guy, uh, Arthur, by the name of Fly Paul and Gone, wrote a book about like 101 different you know skills that you should learn by your 20s, and let's be honest, your 30s too. One thing that he did mention was the skill of having a long view. But the understanding that are sometimes in maybe like Zoomers or even some millennials, they have issues and get knocked out for having big dreams while having big dreams isn't bad. The problem is it's our crazy timeline of how quickly we want those plans and dreams to be sitting on our doorstep with the big Christmas bow. You know, so understanding that people think the whole instant gratification moments, things that tend to happen you know, that is, you know, you have to have, you have to understand that life, even in like your early 20s, there's a, there's a long period to life. It's not, if I don't have this at this point in time that, you know, my life is hopeless and, you know, I'm no good, you know, anything worth having is going to take time, you know, whether that's trying to get a degree or trying to get a house, you know, you know, any anything in particular that's, you know, worth something is going to be, it's going to take some time. So, 
you have to have got to have a long view which is absolutely true now piggybacking a little bit instant gratification a lot of indiv- a lot of individuals in the in the newer generations want it now and they do not understand that a it's going to take time b it's going to take work three you have to have patience yep Patience is one of those things that is definitely has to be learned. It has to be learned. You can't expect for everything to fall in the place as soon as you want it to. It's always going to take some work. And this is going to some of our students that will probably be listening to this episode because I will be mentioning it on Monday. So you cannot rush life you cannot rush getting promoted you cannot rush finding love you cannot rush trying to get the ultimate career and a little secret here all your favorite content creators all the people on youtube tiktok that you admire and want to be like Newsflash, they started from the bottom. All their 6 million subscribers or what have you, that is years upon years of work and research and marketing, understanding who their target demographic is. And for the most part, the majority of them, their target demographic is you. The ones that are highly impressionable, the ones that are influenced to be like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to do it now, but yet aren't willing to put in the absolute work for it. Now, don't get me wrong. I do have some students that are actually come up and coming in content creating. They're, they're understanding. They're doing their research and everything, but they come from an older generation. Newer generation. Understand that this is going to take some work. All right, so Sally, what other skill do you think our young individuals need? Um, They need to know how to put themselves out there and try new things. Um, And I'm not saying, like, um, anything super crazy. Just, like, get out there and try something new. Like, go volunteer somewhere you've never been before volunteer for something if you've never volunteered before um go out and try a new sport or new um uh, new type of food you know you want to be able to have that energy and like want to do new things um it's going to lead you to um opportunities and just like a wider and wider like more vibrant experience in life um you're not always going to find something that you like but then you're finding where your tastes lie so you're always going to be able to find something that'll maybe fit in with that um the next time so knowing that you need to put yourself out there it is a skill um because i still have to find myself pushing to like okay let's go do this Let's go do this because you can't just sit in your room all your time, all the time. Yeah. Go try new things and just 
just be out there in the moment. That is true. All right, D, what else you got for us? Um, yeah, kind of along those same lines, you know, got to, you know, I had, there, there's like a saying, I don't know who came up with the term, but it's basically saying that there's no, you know, growth and comfort and there's no comfort and growth. Um, like you said too, and you have to, you have to know that there's going, you have to get adjusted to being uncomfortable in situations because of everything it's always just, you know, given to you on a silver platter you're never going to be grateful for the actual work that goes into it you know um and that a lot of times it's a way to develop you know whether you're developing you know uh speech skills or whether you're trying to develop something in a certain sport or even if you're just you know an artist and things like that you know you have to Developing yourself and growing yourself will take a lot of growing pains. I mean, for like people, even like when it comes to like, you know, going to the gym and fitness and things like that, understanding that like, you know, and I tell myself this, you know, every day that I'm there, you know, at the gym or doing whatever class, whatever the exercise is, you know, you know, that's one more, that's just one more step in that right direction. Um, you know, that I'm trying to achieve for, you know, for myself, you know, and yeah, it's going to suck because, you know, you're basically training your body to basically move, especially if it's not used to it or adjusted to it. Of course, it's going to be difficult. Of course, it's going to be hard, you know, right out the gate because, you know, you're having to actually use self-control <laughs> and your body will, you know, in, in its own way, fight back just because out of, you know, this is what it's trying to do, you know, it's trying to tell you what to do instead of the other way around. So, but you could apply that same phrase to anything that you're trying to do in life and that, yeah, there's going to be moments where you're going to have to learn how to step up um, and, you know, challenge yourself, you know, challenge, you know, the people around you to try to get to, you know, a, a different, you know, if you have that ability and you have, you know, what they call that potential, then, you know, there's ways that you can definitely develop that. Yeah, that is true. All right. So, so not only can you apply all this to personal, but also platonic and romantic relationships. So we're going to take a small break. And when we come back, we're going to hop into a little bit of advice for not only platonic relationships, for those who do not know, platonic means just basic friendship, nothing romantic, nothing sexual, just a friendship, just that type of friendship. And then, of course, romantic. So we'll be back in a bit.
Cheshire's place of looking glass and illogical madness. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire, along with the first lady of Internet Wonderland, Miss Sally Stitch. Hello. And the sexual chocolate of Internet Wonderland, D. Twizzle. Yup. So, <laughs> during the break, uh, a spot of news actually came up on a Facebook group page that I'm part of called Welcome to the Rabbit Hole, and they discuss a lot of things that are cringe-related. And, well, um... If y'all haven't heard about an incident that occurred at a water, at a boat park in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, y'all might want to take a look at some of that, um, some of that footage that just came out. We will actually be doing our first mini relating to this and a few other things that um, that we need to discuss. So that'll be coming up here pretty soon. Just as a FYI. But going back to our topic at hand, which is skills that our new generation of young individuals are going to need. Now we get into relationships. This goes for platonic, which is more friendships, and yes, even romantic. So Sally, I'm going to start with you. And we're going to go just generalize for both. What is a skill that our new generation is going to need? Patience and knowing your self-worth. Yes. Yes. You want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes. Um, So I would say um, finding love is not going to happen overnight. Um, Even finding your best friend might not happen overnight. Um, You need to take time and you need to find out who you are, what your values are, what you are looking for before you start thinking that somebody else is going to just fix all those things for you. You need to be able to love yourself and take care of yourself before you can think about taking care of anyone else, even in a friendship relationship. All right, D, what you got? Um, I'm just reading up on some things during the break. A um, couple of things that I saw that I thought I really took into was insight, insight into yourself, knowing the things that you want, or as mainly the things that you don't want, and also having the insight into the person that you are with, trying to get an understanding of like who they are and some of their idiosyncrasies that they have. Um, um, what's it called? Another one they mentioned was called mutuality, which says allows, uh, lets you factor both people's needs into decisions that you make about your relationship. So understanding that, let's see, how do they describe it? Um, 
So an example says, let's say you get a great job offer that you like to take, but you know it means you will have to have you have to work more and you know how important it is for both of you and your partner to spend time together. With the mutual approach, you might say, you know, I really like to take this job. It's really important to me, but I'm also concerned about us spending time together. If I promise to protect some time for us, will you be okay with me taking this job? So understanding that, like, you know, if you are in a relationship, you need to have, you know, that ability to be open about certain things like that. Because if obviously if you're single, you can make those decisions because you only have to worry about yourself. But if you are in a relationship, you know, you trying to go out here and do your own thing without, you know, even giving a thought to like your partner. Um, that's going to cause a lot of um, strife within a relationship. And then another one that I, that they mentioned in this article is called uh, emotion regulation, or I like to call it emotional intelligence, you know, having, you know, knowing, you know, your emotions and how rampant that they can be or how, you know, to keep yourself and remind yourself to kind of remain calm, especially with a lot of the youth today with them using social media, you know, they sent out a text. So I was expecting to get the text back within like, you know, a minute or like two to three minutes and stuff and kind of telling yourself, you know, to let temper your anxiety, kind of calm down, breathe. When they hit you up, that's when they will hit you up, you know, not being so wound up and not letting someone have that much control over your, you know, your own psyche. Yeah. So Sally, back to you. Another skill that people need to have in order to establish relationships, both platonic and uh, I'll say romantic. Um, I'm going to throw out the, uh, knowing the, the boundaries. You need to have boundaries with with people, um, even if they're your best friend, um, new friend. You know, you you want to make sure that um, you don't wear yourself too thin, um, or you become too trusting that you start doing too many things for them. Um, just because they ask you for help with one thing then they start helping you like you they keep asking because they know that you're going to be the one that's like yeah let's do this make sure that you have those like you set those boundaries early so that you don't get kind of played off in it um and then they know what to expect in the future as well then it'll make it a cleaner relationship for you guys yeah um, where you know the expectations are there of what's going on and something else to be brought up is definitely the communication, constant mm-hmm. communication throughout the relationship. Yep. You know, gentlemen, new generation, I'm going to tell you from old generation perspectives, there wasn't much communication in old school relationships. What communication there was, it was very limited because a long time ago, men were told that they can't really express their feelings because they wouldn't be as manly as they are. Times have changed. It's okay to communicate about how you're feeling or how your partner's feeling. It's okay to understand that you have to be responsible for, for being for the well-being of yourself and others, whether it's your friends, whether it's your romantic partner, what you say, what you do does have an effect on individuals. 
just as what they do and say has an effect on you. Also, whenever it comes to your mental health, it's okay to talk about it. Talk, talk about it to your friends. Talk about it to your loved one. If these individuals are the type that will make fun of you for having a depression episode or a manic episode or feeling like having negative bodily ideations, they're not the ones for you. There are plenty of people out there that are willing to listen to you, willing to help you. So having that constant communication helps figure out which people you can go to and which ones you cannot go to. Also, it builds that understanding. It builds that link. You know, you get to learn people's likes and dislikes, but you have to be an active communicator. That means, and some of y'all are probably going to be confused about this, especially some of our students that will probably be listening to this. That means also actively listening and seeing what is wrong with a person. Not making fun of them for having a bad day or what have you. It's about trying to help them get through that bad bad day. That way, down the road, they can help you do the same thing. And that's what friendship is about. That's what having a relationship is about. All right. So, D, anything else you want to add on to this one? Um, One thing I will stress, too, is uh, independence. I mean, you're still... You're still, you know, your own individual. You still need to be able to, you know, have time to yourself or, you know, be with some of us, be with some of your other friends. And um, that stuff like that is extremely important um, because if you don't have a, a good set of friends, things that you can kind of talk, you know, talk about some personal things with, then that's not always you know, a positive sign either because the partner that you are with, they can't, you know, put on all of your emotional baggage. That would be too much for one person to try to bear, you know, but still having that connectivity with your friends, still being able to kind of just do things on your own, um, you know, to have that space, you know, I think it's very important. Um, sometimes I've seen it, you know, with people, they, like, they, like I said, they rush, they get into a relationship and next thing you know, two, three months later, like moving in and doing all this other stuff. And then two, three months later they break up and it's just big old fallout. And it's just like, whoa, you know, you guys still need to have your space. You guys don't have to be under up underneath each other every waking minute of the day. You know, sometimes you see that with a lot of younger people cause they're just like, you know, their whole pheromones and things like that just going haywire and stuff. And then if something goes sideways, they're so sensitive to being rejected or any type of miscommunication will turn into a big old, you know, Mount Vesuvius type of situation. So still maintaining your independence, you know, whether you're in a relationship or even whether you're married, you still need to have that, um, that, that individual part of you is still there. It didn't, you know, die the minute you get into a relationship or if you, you know, get married. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like right. girls' nights and guys' nights are important. Yes, they or are. Or just being like the, I'm going to go take a bath, leave me alone, I'm going to read for a while. Mm. Like you, you, 
you have to have that time for yourself as well. Exactly. Now, there is one thing I do want to cover before, or actually, Sally, I'll cover it after you, after your part on this. So what else can you add on to this one for relationships, platonic and romantic? Relationships are not the end-all, be-all goal of life. They happen when they need to, and they are work. Um, You have to be putting yourself into the relationship, but you also make sure that the other person is also contributing. If that's not happening, there's something wrong. You either need to talk or just (coughs) get out of it. And if that happens... It's not the end of the world. That you'll is find, true. You'll find your group of people that make you happy. So this one is more in lines of the romantic aspect and new generation. Um, actually, this is just universal. doesn't matter what generation it is. You don't have to sleep with someone right off the bat when they say they like you. So, let me put it more in perspective. You're young. You don't have to rush into sexual entanglements. You don't have to rush into physical relationships. There is a difference between lust and a difference between love. Lust just gets everything out there. It's all physical. It's all touching. It's all caressing, the petting, the whole nine yards, the quote-unquote coitus, for those who understand what coitus is. But love is something magical. It's knowing your partner before the intimacy. Now, granted, there are times where you can be intimate with someone and then it becomes more. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it at all. But for the new generation, what I'm suggesting is don't focus in on just betting someone. Take your time. Get to know the person. Because nowadays, it's more rampant for STIs. It's more rampant for physical abuse of different forms. Get to know a person first before jumping into something. Don't don't learn from the older generation on this one because some of them had some very bad advice. And I think everyone can agree with me on the bad advice whenever it came to relationships. Yeah, yeah don't, don't rush. You don't have to rush. Let it build. Now, if somehow you do go go into the more intimate route right off the bat, protection, number one. Number two, always get checked. Number three, always ask the history of the person that you're about to be intimate with. If they don't want to answer, that's a red flag. They should be able to tell you when they were tested last. And number four, the idea of taking one for the team should not exist. 
Now, for those who don't understand, everyone should understand the concept of having a good wing man or a good wing woman, a good wing person that's going to either A, help you hook up with someone, B, act as the straight person to help you talk to someone, break the ice, Mm -hmm. or C, will be the one to smack you over the head whenever you're about to make a big mistake. Now, there's a big misconception about wingmen that they're supposed to, quote-unquote, take one for the team, i.e. sleep with the anonymous friend that your homeboy or homegirl is trying to hook up with. Mm. Oh, that's you mean like falling on the grenade? Yeah. <laughs> so, take one for the team, falling mm. on the grenade. Uh, another term that they use up here in the great, um, great tundra of North Dakota is, you know, go Sasquatch hunting. Jeez. Um. Diving on a tundra wookie, those type of things. Tundra wookie. Yeah, you hear a lot of terms, and mind you, I I hated those terms. There are some cases where, okay, the terms possibly did stick. Mm. Not because of looks, because of attitude. Mm. But don't put yourself in a predicament where you have to feel forced that you have to be intimate with someone. Because that that shows that those individuals don't have your best interest in mind. It shows how, what they think of your worth during that moment. If you have to walk away, walk away. There's nothing wrong with it. Just trust me on this. All right, so... Anyone have anything else to add on this one? Um, I, I would just for just stuff for like self-reflection and things like that. Um, I know for me, I've always looked into like the love languages yes. and they've kind of like expanded into like the, I think it was like the apologetic languages or something like that, where you learn more about how do you help to like, I think deal with conflict resolution or something. Yes. Yes. And, we will be talking about love languages and apologetic languages and the different forms of communication at a later time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's something I would, and that's free. You can go online and research that stuff up because I think people don't, you don't spend enough time knowing how you yourself, you know, wants to be loved or how you love someone else that in and of itself can help alleviate a lot of different issues. So don't be afraid to, you know, ask questions, you know, talk to people who you can trust about things like this, you know, and be open, you know, with them, um, you know, because it's no, it doesn't do you any good if you're harboring a bunch of like all these different thoughts and anxieties and things and, you know, you know, open up, you know, to somebody who, you know, cares for you and, you know, don't keep a lot of stuff bottled up inside. Agreed. Sally, you have anything to add? I have two quotes. Okay. The first one is from Harry Potter. All right. Um, And it's the, everything seems darker once once before you turn on the light. Yeah. So they're always going to have some hard times, um, whether being you're looking for that job, you just broke up with someone, it's always darkest before you turn on the light. So just keep going. The other one is, because I'm a huge nerd, um, it's the quote from Dune. Of course. 
which is I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it is passed, I will turn the inner eye and see the path where the fear has gone. There will be nothing. Only I will remain. Beautiful. Mm. Oh, one thing I did want to add to just as a caveat, especially for the new guys, yeah. please stay away. When you were talking about the influencers and people like that, please stay away from those, you know, folks who had give off that really stupid alpha male edgelord BS. I swear, every time I hear about stuff like that, it just drives me up the wall because especially for guys, women of the op, you know, women aren't designed to be like your freaking pedestal or footstool or whatever they're not supposed to be like this you know object yeah this object and and, and all this other bs that they try to throw at you because a lot of those people are just grifters and they're just using you know your views and likes and stuff to help put money into like their pockets like none of that stuff you know that's that's not reality at all and and if you're going to try to you know, get suckered into that stuff. It's just going to drive you even more towards, you know, your own like self-destruction. It's only going to make you more depressed. Now, the man that formulated the entire hierarchy of packs mainly meant that for wolves, your alphas, your betas, your sigmas, your gammas, Mm -hmm. and even your omegas. It was not meant for the hierarchy of man and personality. You can actually communicate vocally and, have more intelligence that way yes that's why now granted okay yeah haha you know you can easily be like oh i'm an alpha male blah 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 i'm a sigma gamma what have you but honestly at the end of the day a status doesn't mean a thing if you're using a title or a status to influence people on your sense of worth and your twisted machinations on how you think things should be well i think you may need a bit of more self-reflection because if you take a look at the individuals for the longest time that have been within that alpha male community there's a lot wrong with them mm-hmm. i mean they like to see their their partners their intimate partners sleep with other people because for some reason that makes them alpha. How does that work? Yeah. Explain to me that logic. We have a word for it, but seeing how this is Sunday, I'm not going to say that word. But if you don't believe in a title or status that isn't meant for you, be yourself. And this is the biggest advice I can give be yourself but also understand that while being yourself you have to be conscientious of when to be completely relaxed or when you have to be more restrained situations at work where you're being introduced to a whole new crew you want to be reserved you don't want to give them the whole you know this is me, this is who I am right off the bat. You want to be able to build a rapport. Get to know them as they get to know you. Now with your friends, yeah, you can be relaxed around your friends, but you still need to be mindful of when to go completely you and when 
to back down. In other words, it's called reading the room. Understanding the situation and what is going on. Put forth a conscientious thought before acting. So, I think we've covered quite a bit for this. I mean, this was more of a... It was a more simple discussion, which we will be doing a lot more of during the show, especially with things like this. Are we professionals? No. Are we paid to give advice? No. We like doing what we're doing. This is something that we enjoy because we want the new generation to succeed. And the advice that we're giving you is not only from our personal standpoint, but, you know, a little bit of research, too. With that being said, I would like to thank Miss Sally Stitch and D Twizzle for joining me for tonight's episode. Thank y'all once again. It's been fun. Before we adjourn for the night, is there anything you would like to say to the listeners out there in the digital airwaves? We love you. <coughs> Take care of yourselves. Drink your water. Said, uh, brush your teeth, you know, uh, you know, hug your mother and uh, eat your vegetables. My advice is quite simple. Strive to be you. Because at the end of the day, you will either be the shining light or you'll be the dimming star. This has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking glass in a logical madness. I have been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. Stay tuned to our next episode on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, I am not going to, um, you know what? No, no, let's go ahead. This is going to be the first time ever where we discuss Team Rough versus Team Fluff with the Sirens Trio. If you are a fan of the Cheat List or the Lust List with the men of Internet Wonderland, you are in for a wild episode. So that is going to be this coming Saturday. Have a good night. (laughs) 